some of y'all good afternoon or good evening welcome to the back porch conjure welcome this is e5 bay or grab a blanket grab a chair grab a just copper squat get them babies get you some coffee some tea some juice some water your morning shake whatever it is you're drinking it's three o'clock somewhere get your drink on today uh, this morning it's been on my heart for the past couple of days i've been seeing it and it's just been hurt. It has been hurtful. I've seen where mothers are in competition with their daughters. I've seen where adults are allowing their babies to go with strangers because they have a title or because they spiritual and find out these babies are touched or raped or abused or manipulated to do things that is horrendous. I found out that we still invite the pedophile to the church fucking barbecue and picnic while all others sit by and watch. I've seen, I've heard. Now I need to ask, who's guarding the village? Who is guarding the village? 
I ain't talking about these chicks that need to come up and that want attention because they daddies left or because they baby daddies uh, went to somebody better because they kept on abusing them. And every week they fucking the lawn or the front house is decorated with their clothes or they burnt up their shit because of something that happened to you that you want to make every man pay for. And you a lie on someone and destroy their character. We ain't talking about them. Then we ain't talking about them. This is not your conversation. You don't get you don't get five minutes of fame today. You another day. So sit down over in that goddamn corner and relax. Cause we about ready gonna get on your ass, but just not today. Today we need to find out who is protecting the village. Now when the prayer predators and those that prey on the weak, when they are exposed, why do we just blame the victim? Because we get to, well, what was she wearing? Well, why was she there? Who told her? She didn't know common sense? What? Because I remember. Oh, how some folk just love to drag the victims. Well, if it was me, I wouldn't have did that. God bless you. You didn't get, you didn't get manipulated. You didn't get hurt. You didn't get, you know, abused or anything. Or maybe you didn't expose it. Maybe you too. You know, we talk about these triggers. Oh, it's triggering. But then sometimes we hide it by downing and dogging the next person. Because we don't want our fucking chapters to be read. Or how we might manipulate somebody. Or how we got manipulated into doing stuff. It's sad when you come clean or... You tell someone, hey, this person tried to rape me or this person tried to touch me or this person did something that I really felt uncomfortable and, you know, I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm speaking to my elders or to my moms or to the women that, you know, say they are here to protect me. And it falls on deaf ears. It's sad and it's hurtful when you go to your friends and you say, hey, this person tried to do this and they laugh at you and go... Oh, why? Why would they want you? I'm prettier than you. It becomes a competition. It's sad when you go to your mom, the woman that gave you life, and you say, hey, this person did this. And they go, why they want you? I'm here every day. They get my pussy. Yeah, these are conversations. See, y'all healers. Y'all only, and I, listen, let me, let me say this before we go any further. If it don't fucking apply, let it fly. If it ain't you and you out here hitting this fucking ground and you doing what needs to be doing, you out here healing this community and as many as you can reach and touch, even if it's one, then this conversation ain't for you. Just listen and pat yourself on the back knowing that this is confirmation that you're doing what you were called to do. But if it's not, change the image. 
Because if you only out here to help those that got some cash flow or to make you popular or to sign on to your crooked bullshit, then change it. I ain't here to chastise you. I'm not your mama. I'm not your fucking conscience. I'm not God. I don't have a heaven and hell to put you in. I'm just telling you. If you signed up to be a healer, then these people need healing. We don't need to go after the predators. Trust me. They're going to get theirs in the end. Trust me. They're going to get it. But the ones that have been hurt, damaged, abused. And if you're not strong enough to do it and you know you have a weak point. See, I have a weak point. I, I don't know about y'all, but I keep my shit up front. I got a weak point. If someone is abusing a child, I keep, don't call me. Because, see, I believe in putting them in the fucking ground. So I'm no help. I'm no help to the kid. I'm no help to the person. Don't call me because... I will automatically envision that y'all could call it triggering or whatever. I don't have a title for it. I just know that if you want to go cray-cray, then we need to go cray-cray together. You sick, dement. Yeah, see, I already become emotional. Let me breathe. <gasps> so that's my weak point. So I know that I have work to be worked on. So that's why I go to therapy. Because it's called anger. And I can't see a child abuse. So, I don't, I don't, yeah, call me when we ready to hide some bodies. Because I can't be a part of that. I, I would take it internal. I would go home and, you know, grab my babies and hug them. Or I have to go and see each one of them. And I'll be broke at the end of the fucking week mad. Because I didn't allow my emotions and all these other things to just have me go and be around my kids and my grandbabies and holding them and saying, nobody's touching you, right? Nobody's bothering you. See, I, I would take it personal. That's why, you know, I had made a post and my kids was like, Ma, please stop. Stop. Get off the internet. Because, you know, you seeing stuff and now you getting on our nerves. Because there was a post about how mothers be in competition with their daughters. And I'm like, why? I, I birthed you. You came from me. I know I'm not ugly. So I know you're not ugly. So go and shine. My old ass, I had my time. I did the huckabuck and all of that out there. I'm finished. Shit, I'm done. We're not going to hang together. We're not going to sit and drink together. We ain't going to talk about who fucking who. That's not a conversation with us. Now, we may TT and gossip about the family and be like, the child, she done got married again. You know what old people gossip about. But I'm not going to sit here and tell my daughters or ask my daughters, well, how big is your man and how y'all be doing that? What? Let me tell y'all this, right? My daughter, my two last daughters, right? Shaba and Didi. I had went over to her pop's house, right? Um, the hires. Yeah, I call names out. You know, I don't give a fuck. Um, so I went over there. And Shaba and Didi, they were small. They were little girls. And it was me and Kia, right? We were over there. And the grandmother, Linda, right? She wanted them to spend a night. So, you know, I'm like feeling them out, everything. So at first, I'm like, okay. All right, so we sitting in the kitchen, you know, because I ain't going to just readily leave my kids. Something was like, keep your ass, sit here. So we sitting there and stuff. So her big daughter, Lynn came, Chico, her other daughter, her grandbabies, you know, you know, they were all playing. Shaba's the oldest, so they were all playing, right? And 
She asked Lynn, how big was her man's dick? I almost choked on the very chips I was eating because I, I never really ate at no one's house. If I didn't really know you, know you, I wasn't going to eat at your house. I said, wait, what? So I said, send those kids outside, right? Because now I'm tripping out because my mother never did that to us. Like, okay, what? So they're all laughing. Like, this shit is a norm. And she was like, yeah. You know, because I be hearing him in there. And I was saying, shit, I can come in there and, and give it to him. You not giving it to him. Right. What? I said, yo, Smoke, let's go. She was like, oh, what? Oh, you, you, you. Smoke, let's go. We, we not spending the night. Okay, okay, we won't. No, no, we getting the fuck up out of here. This is not a conversation you have with your, with your kids. So I left. We left. We got the fuck up out of there. I, I was, I was shocked. It took years later when shopping them got a little bit bigger. And, you know, they, they changed a little bit. At least, well, maybe they just changed for me. And I tried to let them spend the night because Dee Dee wanted to spend the night so bad when they were like maybe about 11, 10 and 11 because they're a year behind each other. And Shaba didn't want to stay. Like you couldn't, whether she heard something and she said she just never told me or whatever. Dee Dee was like, no, Shaba, let's stay. But Shaba wanted to get the fuck up out of there. So I, they brought them home that night. Like, nah, she ain't staying. She ain't staying. And from that point on, I was never really, I, I never really bothered with them. Because I, I, the mentality of, and then it was, I've seen women be in competition with their daughters. Like, why your man looking at me? What? How, how is that? But I also seen men, my ex-husband, perfect example. I love all my daughters. I got three of them and a foster one, right? I love all of them. That's their business. I don't get involved in that. The same way my mother, same way me. That's your business. You got your relationship time. My, today is not a good day. I'm spending with my man. Okay, I'll see you when I see you. I'll catch you later. All right. You know, unless it's a birthday. Now, if it's their birthday, oh, you can spend time with your man all day. God damn it, come. I'm, we going to have breakfast. So... I was in the room, right? This is a true story. I was in the room, fully clothed. I had one shoe on and one shoe off because I had my feet hanging over the bed. Door was open. My daughter's man, which is now her husband, walks in and he sat down. He was watching the show. We watching. I forget what the fuck we was watching. He just sat down and walked, you know, sat in a chair. I was on the bed. Fully closed, laid across, you know, nothing. I never wear anything prevailing. Anybody ever know me, right? He walks out the bathroom, looks in the room, shakes his head, and walks out to my daughter and was like, I think your mother's trying to fuck your man. My daughter looked and said, what? <laughs> so I come out, right? Because I hear her say the loud what? And I'm like, excuse me? And he was like, why are you in there while her man is in there? I said, isn't he sitting in the chair and we all looking at a movie? It doesn't look right. Now, see, I always have to see where your mental go before I go off and break 
uh, fucking air the room out before I, I lose all sense. Come to find out, the woman he was dating, right? She was in competition with her daughters. And she, supposedly his, his version, because the lady dead, so nobody don't know the real truth. But she was trying to flirt with her daughter's man. So he just internalized that. But then he was saying the same thing happened with the girl before that and the girl before that. And I'm sitting there like, nah, he been in jail too long and he got some issues. So he don't have a, a way of putting reality and fantasy or whatever sick, morbid thing. Because he also said Lukumi was a sex cult. And I'm like, are you stupid? So it... it some people just love staying in their ignorant ways, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him like, why would you even think me knowing who I am? Why would you come up with that? Oh, because that's how women are. I said, no, they're not. No, they're not. And that's sad. I said, either you got some sick women around you or you sick. I said, and that's crazy. Well, whenever you're in the presence of a man, you should be... See, that's the problem. He's not a man. He's my daughter's boyfriend. I said, I don't confuse the two. And he was sitting in a chair at a distance away from the bed. I said, first of all, I'm fucking grown and I don't need to explain. You walked in and took something innocent and turned it ugly. Those are the people we're not talking about. Because, see, those people will get someone's brains blowed out because of their insecurities or whatever the fuck they're going through. But I'm talking about <laughs> these people that are allowing all this shit to take place and no one is saying nothing. And these healers that, like I said, if you know this is touchy for you, then know your role, know your place, run your race. I will light a candle. I will pray. I will, you know, go run errands for you. I'm, I just can't. I'm not strong enough to go and uh, be around someone that, you know, oh, their kids was raped or abused. Because I'm like, yo, where the person at? Let's go. You know, rat poison look like sugar. Like that That would be my, my mental. So I would have to work on the outside. Don't put me in the center. I would work on the outside. And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So you can have people that know their place. But if you know you're not strong enough for that, listen, we have this, this fucking ego and this, oh, I can do it all fucking attitude. And in reality, we can't do, we, we have limits. We're human. We're human. We have flaws, phobias, fears. We have these things. Come on, we, we are in the real world. If you know that you're not strong enough to deal with that, then give it to someone that can. This is where the networking comes in. This don't mean that, oh, she can't deal with nobody that kids were abused, she's weak. No, my ass. But if you're thinking in that way, then go, go check into a nut house, for real. Because you're not about healing. You're about uh, prestige. You're about, you know, putting your name up somewhere. You, your heart is not in it. And I, I'm, yeah, you heard it first from me. So, you have these people that are in this world that we need to help. Depression 
all these things that's going on. So I'm asking, who's protecting the village? It is. It's so many conversations that can come from this one conversation. From the spiritual community to the regular mundane people. We are just not, you know, I, I know a pastor that just didn't help Christian folks. He, he helped whoever came to him. Hence the priest in the Catholic Church. They just don't help the Catholics, whoever come to them. How is it that most spiritual people, well, if they don't have bees, I can't help them. Why? Why? So you have to, well, my Ache is very, uh, very, very important. I, all Ache is, everybody's born with Ache. Everyone, everyone is born with it. Whether you get initiated or not. But why must we have a criteria, a list of only certain people we can help? How is that? So these babies, these women can be abused. I was sitting down, I was watching where someone sent me a video where a dude went to touch a girl's behind and she, you know, she balked on him. He beat the shit out of her. How is this? How is it that a man can be on the train? Cursing out an elder. Whether she's white, black, purple, green. I don't give a fuck. She's still an elder. And everybody on the train pull out their phones. Nobody says nothing. Oh, well, she was white. She's still an elder. Still an elder. How now that we make, you know, we, we distinguish now. We, we, we have to make uh, choices now. Oh, if you're black, maybe. It's a possibility. It all depends on where, where you're at and who's looking and how much, how much followers we can get because we have to do it for the gram. You know, I didn't see, which was sad because I'm going to say it. I didn't see a big outcry for Haiti. I seen an outcry for everything else. I didn't see a big outcry for Haiti. It's sad. It's sad. Where we are only worried about those things that will bring us publicity. We living in a world where they have shown you we all got to survive this together. Together. The strong have to be there for the weak. The young have to be there for the old. The skinny got to be there for the big. The smart got to be there for the not so smart. We have to be there for each other. A rising tide lift all boats. You rise, we rise. We all rise together. Because that's the only way we're going to make it here. Now, I've been shown, I told you, the village. The village consists of everyone. They have shown where people, here it is. They've been telling us about COVID. Wash your hands. Wash your hands and wear a mask. And folks ain't been washing their ass. They do it sparingly whenever they think they're dirty. Talking about people with money, rich people. But we idolize them because we see, oh, oh, oh. And they not even washing their ass. The simplest goddamn thing. You get up, brush your teeth, clean your face, wash your ass. We're not doing that. We don't even wash our legs no more. We just, we don't even do ranchos. We just throw our clothes on and go on out. Rich folk. Because labels. 
labels, facades. Man, in order for this world to heal, I don't know what fucking glasses y'all been looking to, but here, take mine. In order for this world to heal, everything must be exposed. You can't heal it because it's been infected to the bone. So we got to go down there and clean that infection out. And here it is. We've been running around, throwing on masks, washing our hands and our ass, and come to find out these rich goddamn people. They kids, everybody, just, just running around dirty, filthy, yeah, and just contact. Oh, it's the stars. They got money. Told people, you can have money and still be batshit crazy. Still be nasty. I know women that when you see them, you'll be like, oh, my God, they're models. And you go in their goddamn kitchens. They got silverfish and roaches and bugs and everything. Because it's a facade. And you know what's so funny? It's not even funny, but it's fact. Let me correct that. It's not funny, it's fact. They said all this been going on. Now that we have social media, now everyone can see it. But it's been going on. It's been normal. Like when Ashton Kusher and his wife was like, we don't bathe our kids. <laughs> we don't bathe them every day. So it's been going on. People knew that. You smelling little Johnny and them running around smelling. Uh-huh. Like shit. And it's just normal. Fuck it. What 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 my girl say? You sit in shit long enough, you, you won't smell it no more. So to them, it's just natural. I knew a, a brother that he stinked. But to him, he been stink so long, it's just, it's normal for him. It's just normal. It's regular. We, we don't even teach people how to wash their ass no more. And I constantly, yo, man, let's start going to these sisters' houses, helping them. But I understand they got to want the help. They got to want it because not everybody want it. Not everybody want it. Some people just like living in their dirt. I, I know a few, trust me, and they, some of them are family. They like living in their dirt. They don't think nothing wrong. But that's a sickness. It, it really is a mental sickness. And their children grow up like that. Like hoarders and things like that. They children grow up like that. And so when they come to your house, it's foreign to them. When you have a clean house and you mop your floor and you put things in order and, you know, you have things in decent, that it's a sickness. To them, now, to the ones that's dirty, I'm going to keep it honest. To them, they think the clean people have a sickness. Oh, you too clean. That's that's too much. You 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 got ADD. You got ADDA. But you sitting here watching food. Resting your plate or you got bags, garbage bags, which I can't stand, with clothes in it. And you just, everybody's just walking around and barefoot feet black and, you know, all of that. And it's just normal where your, your walls are fucking black. And, you know, you, you just, you a can of paint, $16. And you can sit there and paint while the babies are in school. And you just sit there and paint and you fix things up little by little, room by room. This is why we have Walmarts, dollar stores, Dollar General, little side 99 cent stores. So you can buy all these things for your home at a cheap price. But instead, because it's not name brand. I'm going to tell you a story, right? Because <laughs> it, all, it all fits in. You know, it's just, it's not my rambling. But I, I need to tell y'all, who is protecting and watching over the village? I met and had a conversation with a young sister, right? <laughs> and she my daughter, and I love her. 
they have Nikes for $200. Well, my friend, you know, he, he sells them for 70 Oh, no. Uh-uh. Those are not the real ones. Your daughter is nine, ten years old. You would rather put $200 on her feet or you would rather get the 70 and he's going to give you a deal and give it to you for 40 So now you're saving. So now you got $40. You got $160 left that you can maneuver with. Pay a bill, fix something, do something. But instead, you want to pay $200. And this is the mentality because I not only did I speak to my daughter, but I spoke to a few other young people. And this is the mentality of them. No, 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 those sneakers are fake. Uh-uh, they got to wear the real ones. We got to go to the Nike store. So you're going to pay 200 when you can pay 40 and have 160 left. But because you want to show the world that you have money, you have what? Because if they're 9 or 10 years old, what the fuck you doing with $200 sneakers? Now, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, I brought the, uh, the 70 $40 sneakers, white. Beautiful. I love them. They're comfortable. I'd be damned. I don't care if they was made in Mexico, New Guinea, fucking China, America. I don't care where they was made. They look cute on my feet. They're cute. They're, they're, they're comfortable, right? And I wanted a pair. So if I can save money, because my mama taught us, you clean, your, your ass is clean, your clothes is clean, you're good. Your house is clean, your bills is taken care of, you're good. Who you impressing? Who are you impressing? But see, we, 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 we are so far from that because we have to impress society now. Our friends that's watching us, the majority of those fucking friends don't even give a fuck about you. But we have to protect them. You know, we have to, we have to show off. Oh, my children are going, listen, my kids wore pay less, old slavey, which is old navy, and the gap on sale. Okay, I'm not going to sit here. Now, my ex-husband, God bless the day, he used to be like, oh, but we're going to buy him name birds. Why? Why? I'm going I'm to reward you for doing something that's going to edify and educate you. So I'm going to reward you for going to school, something that you have to do. I got my education. You got to get yours. Now, if you want to run around here and look stupid and, and broke and, and because, oh, my goodness. Look at the images that we're, we're showing. Without having a conversation with our children. Right? Oh, my kids got to look fly. Oh, but they doing good in school. They supposed to. I'm going to teach a fish how to swim. That don't make sense. They supposed to. But why are we not teaching them about stocks and bonds and, and stocks with dividends? Why are we not teaching them about money management? Coming out of the poverty mind state, why are we not teaching them about having a, a bank account, a savings account? Why are we not teaching them that? Now, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I failed with my children. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I failed with my kids because I overcompensated. Whatever, whatever we didn't get as children, I wanted to make sure I give whatever I had to mine. So I did. I overcompensated. So I can't get mad at my daughter. I can only get mad at myself. But now that I know better, I try to explain to them. Now, everybody's not going to jump on that bandwagon. Okay. 
They live on loves and likes. I can't get mad at them. I, I produced that. That's mine. I did that. I have not taught them about money management. I have not. But I've, I've now I've shown them. I've told them. Now, the best thing that they did take away from is if you don't work, you don't eat because you got to work. So they all don't have a problem with getting a job and working and doing a good job at their job. They don't have a problem about hustling. They know how to take a dollar and turn it into 15. So they do have that. Anybody can make a thousand dollars. The magic is taking that thousand and tripling it while you're asleep, investing. See, that's the part that we failed at. And instead of, now, yeah, we've taught our children, hey, pay your rent, pay your bills, because ain't nobody going to pay it for you. But what about that overage, that part that's left over, invested? Show your children that. Now, as they done got older, okay, now I got my grandkids. I started a company. Get mugged, right? And we see shit different. Started a company. My grandson thought he was going to get some, uh, what you call it? Uh, I forgot the name of, uh, I know he wanted a Montclair and he wanted something else, Supreme or something. And I said, I'll give you a company. That company has sat there now for three years. Three years. Almost three. Almost three. Grandson ain't start nothing. So now I'm going to wait until the second set of folk come. Because it's sitting there. Sitting there, ready to go. Sitting there. He had so many times he could have made some some graphics. He could have put together with some ideas, all of that. Nothing. 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 And we had conversations from Atlanta to New York. Yo, you know, got the company. You still want to do it? He'll halfway do it. Then talk to 50 million people and tell them what he's going to do, but never do it. See, I like to execute. Don't just come with me with an idea. Now let's put this idea and make it into reality. I got the cups. Got all of that. And when it's time, I'm going to bring it and start doing it. I gave him enough chances, don't you think? Like I said, who's guarding the village? And if we can't start at home, how are we going to start with the community? Yeah. Who's guarding the village? As well as, see, we're, we're falling short on so many things. We're so busy worrying about the outside, we don't even look in the inside. See, you got to do it with internal as well. See, healers and spiritualists and espiritistas and all these names that people hold, these titles. What about your internal, your inside, your people? Do we check on them? What about your children? You know, are we, are we teaching them? Are we having full conversations? Are we meeting them where they at? You know, me and my daughter, we had a full conversation about the sneakers. And she said, I don't care. I'm buying the 200. I said, I don't see where, but if that's you're so strongly for it, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm buying them, and I look good on them. But I, I can't see me paying 200 and I'm on the bus. I can't see me, like I said, me, pay 200 for a kid for some sneakers because they're going to school. That's what you're supposed to do. I can't see me paying 200 for a kid, and I'm not. 
I'm not where I need to be financially. Nah. I, that's like the sister I met with a Birkin bag. First of all, it was because I, I love Birkin bags. Don't, don't get it twisted. I have a great love for Birkin bags, right? We on the van, on the bus. And, and she has a beauty parlor, right? She has a shop. Shop is doing fairly well, so I'm not mad at that. I said, oh, wow, you got a Birkin bag. She said, yeah. But we on the bus. These bags are like $50,000. No lie. $50,000. I said, my, you know my first question, because I'm black. That real? Yep. Had the receipt to carry it around with. I can't make this up. I said, girl, you got a burger bag. And you on a bus? I don't care. I said, you know what's so funny? I just shook my head. And in my head, right? I, I looked at her. I said, wow, you funny. And I said, but the bag is nice. And um, don't come for me if y'all, oh, how you know it was real? It was real. So I'm like, you brought a Birkin bag and you're on the bus in my head. You're on the bus and you got a Birkin bag. Now, yeah, you got a shop. The shop is doing okay. You still have bills. You have all these things. And you took 50000 Right? You could have took a loan off your business or a loan from your house that you could have used that money. But instead, you took that money and you brought a bag. A bag that no one will know unless they have a love for bags. And they may think it's one of these $10 bags that's on Jamaica Avenue when you're right there on the collie block. They won't know the difference unless they love bags. Right? So, but to her, she walks around with the receipt and lets you know. She brought this bag. I've seen people that live on their mother's couches that got their body done and live on their mother's couches. But they got a body. Who's protecting the village? I've seen. Seen. And you can, you can have conversations and some things, like I said, I know my place, I run my race. Some things you just have to back up and be like, I'm not the one. Maybe I'm just here to plant the seed. Somebody else may have to come and, you know, show you to give you the, the whole, you know, picture of it. Of you going to spend 30000 to get your body done to come home so you can sleep on somebody's couch. Mentality of what we're doing. To take a loan out. Do you know I was on my way in April, right? It's around my birthday. I was on my way to Florida, right? And while I was going, right, um, me and my god sister. So I was there before her. And it was packed. And I was seeing all these people. But they was going to Puerto Rico. And they were all getting their body done. They was going to DR. They was going to different places, Mexico. They was all getting their body done. When they had to send me the extra money, all that, they went all, got their body done. And on the way back, because when I, I had to fly from Florida to Detroit, and then I came back and I was going through Chicago and um, South, no, uh, North Carolina. You had all these girls with the butt pillows and stuff, and they got their body done because they can do it on credit. And I'm like, I can see if you're an entertainer. I can see if, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not here to hate on nobody. Um, I can't see me taking a loan out unless it's an investment. 
and I'm investing in my body and I'm ready to be this this motherfucking sports person, whatever, whatever the case may be for me to get my body done. Or just regular hard work and determination. But I understand, you know, people's like, oh, well, you have to feel good about yourself. Okay. To sit on the project bench, make it make sense to me, Sway. But I'm not here to judge. Like I said, who is God in the village? We are not only teachers and gods. We are life coaches. We are accountants. We are therapists. We are on the lowest of levels. Don't get it twisted. But when it's too much... We should always subscribe to going to get real therapy. That's without a doubt. I'm not taking that away from that because a lot of them are going through a lot of things that happen to them. And majority of times we overspend because we think that material things will heal whatever's hurting us. So, you know, uh, the same way as people staying in filth. You know, my mom and them, when they were growing up, the men in the family, right? The uncles and them would try to rape them. So instead, my cousin, my mom's cousin told me this, that they would just stay dirty and smelly so they won't, the men won't touch them. And I'm like, wow. Wow. So it's so many things, you know, women that, that are depressed. Because that that's a form of depression. When I ask the therapist, it's a form of depression. When they sit and they just sit around dirt, just sit around filth. And they don't even care about their looks. Like, they just let themselves go. And the crazy part is they want their mate to do the same. Or they, they're looking for a savior because they feel they can't save themselves. And in the process, they, they embed this in their children. You know, um, and their kids wind up suffering, you know. I, <laughs> listen, I know this sister that her kids didn't learn how to ride the bus until they was 18. They didn't even know how to use an ATM. They didn't even know how to just do regular normal things. And they thought that every parent drank. And it was, it was a norm for your parents to call you bitches and hoes. It's a norm. You know, so they just assumed that everyone did that. And when they found out, that reality bugged them out. But in the process, they still started taking little things and adding it from their moms with the toxic. And, uh, yeah, the same way as we become quiet. I was talking to one of my good, good girlfriends, and we were talking about how these men are raping these girls. Or the mothers are turning a blind eye while these grown men are dating these 13s and 14-year-olds and 12 and and buying them things. And it's nothing of things of expense, just some shoes or a bag or getting their hair laid. And they're sleeping with them and they're taking their innocence. And it's just normal. And no one's saying anything. Why? Maybe because the person might be, you know, to them, he's dangerous. Uh, he might be, um, you know, popular in the streets or a, a drug dealer or just uh, so many titles. And these women are so scared because they want love. 
They don't even care about love of self. And they allow these guys to sleep with their daughters and their sons. Trust and believe that. And they turn a blind eye. And then you come to find out he was doing it to his sisters. And he was doing it to his nieces. And he was doing it to the next door neighbor. And no one's saying anything. Out of fear. Out of fear. Fear of, I look like a monster. Or a sexual um, um, derelict. Or, you know, I'm nasty. And society is going to shun me. So we stay quiet. I always shared my story. I was, you know, I was 12 going to 13. My mom used to always tell me, stop walking in projects late at night. I was like, man, ain't nobody going to bother me. So he's Kasim Jennings. So popular. So, you know, his whole family's popular. Wow. And I was coming through the back. Other projects, right? Over there by 48 Park, coming under the trust. When his car scene. I don't know if he was high, drunk. He was older than me. And he was trying to rape me. He was trying to grab my pants. And I was like, no, my mother. He was like, your mother ain't looking for you. Your mother ain't looking for you. And whoever walked up, I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Box. I don't know if it was Bop. I don't, I don't remember who it was. But whoever it was, he let me go. And I ran. I ran. I told my friends, I told my friends, Niecy, Kim, all of them, we was all back in the day. It was Kathy, all of us. I told them all. They laughed at me. They did. They laughed at me and said, oh, you know, uh, why, why would Kasim want you? you? You're not. Yeah, they laughed at me. I remember that shit. Forty years later, we in Karen Curry's house. Her father had passed away. They were ordering pizza. And when the pizza came, right, it was the... Um, the Little Caesars. When the pizza came, I remember details. We was in the picture. I was sitting there. I had a hat on. I had this curly cool wig that I fell in love with. Barney was sitting next to me. Cameron was sitting in the chair. Nisi was sitting there. Uh, um, what's her name? Mary, right? Sharice and them didn't come yet. So he was all sitting there. And Kasim said, remember when I tried to rape you? Forty years later. But you know what I noticed? Even when I said it, right? I didn't become popular. Oh, they did. They laughed at me, told me I was uh, lying, that Kasim would never want nobody like me, right? <laughs> that didn't fuck with my self-esteem. I was just hurt that my friends didn't believe me. So, you know, brushed it off. I knew to stay the fuck away from him. Right? Didn't you couldn't get me around a Jennings at all. The only one I liked it was the cousin. I mean the sister. That was it. And the little brother. That was it. But I'll just speak to them and keep it moving. What I found was amazing is, yeah, publicly nobody wanted to sign up to what I was saying. But privately they never let their kids around him. <laughs> at, at all. And his own nieces in them. And when I said it, people gave me calls. I ain't going to diss them and say their names, right? Because that's a touchy subject. But I got calls from, you know, he did this to me too. I didn't want to say anything because the people he was associated with. But I, I believe you because I know it happened to me. I got calls, phone calls 
from women from back then, even now. But nobody will come forward because they didn't want the backlash of South Jamaica cursing them out or exiling them or no one saying anything because this dude is popular. I said, I know you fucking lying. Ain't because of the people we associate with. All the cool girls and all of that. I don't give a fuck. I didn't care. I didn't care then and I don't care now. I don't give a fuck who you hang with. You admitted it. 40 years later, but you admitted it. No, no, he did not rape me. I'm grateful for that. But I'm sad for the ones he did and they still quiet. Because of the people he was associated with. And I understand. It's sad. But I understand. Because when women come forward. They are treated like garbage. It's a fear. Society has never made it cool. Or accepting. When you out someone. From doing something so horrendous. It has been shown. Media. All of that. And the men that know, that sit with these sick motherfuckers. And you know what their conversation is? I tell you no lie. Yo, they ain't fucking with none of my girls. I'll kill them. But your girls hang with these girls. So today he not fucking with this one. But eventually he'll come around the block. And he'll fuck with yours. And these women are so scared. These girls are so scared to come forward. These young boys are so scared to come forward. Because there's no protection. And if it is, those people are dragged. So they're scared. They do better just being suffering in silence. And it shouldn't be that way. Not in spiritual, not in regular. It shouldn't. These are babies. We are being abused. And we are abusing each other. We are killing each other. We are. And we are sitting back and we are just saying, you know what? They don't have the money, so I can't help them. Because it has to be a reason. Why can't it be we just love humanity and we, we got to get this shit together? No, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fail a thousand fucking times. But when we start working together as a unit and educating and comforting, and healing, and speaking up. Listen, you have these black revolutionists. Now, women are coming forward. He fucked my 14-year-old daughter. Or he done slept with my, my 12-year-old daughter. And we sit there. The same way as we sit and watch deadbeat fucking dads disrespect their kids and take care of her kids. And we sit there and we call it the bitter mom syndrome. Well, it's the bitter mom. So let me tell you a story, right? <laughs> My ex-husband Roosevelt have this image that I am the world's worst mother. I am, I am horrible. Let him tell you. So I was walking with Yolanda, right? Yolanda used to date Roosevelt. We're walking to Sufton. I remember because a client wanted a reading and I had to go to the check catch and place on Sufton to get some food. 
and she's walking and she's telling me how Roosevelt told her I was, you know, his baby moms was horrible and, um, you know, he, he didn't see his, his kid and, you know, she was a whore. All she did was prostitute her life away. So I'm like, you do know I'm the baby's mom. I'm the ex-wife. So knowing me, because like for a summer, we hung out. I said, knowing me, you still see that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sitting here like, he's sitting on the boulevard all day, every day. I'm sitting here. I'm doing things. I said, that's, that's not even it. He lives four blocks away from his daughter. Wouldn't go see her unless he's mad at me. And you are all right with that? Well, I mean, he's always been nice and like a father figure to my kids. Oh, but where they fucking daddies at? See, that's the part. But when we say that, we're the angry black women. And these women sign up for this shit. They sign up and they, they, they co-sign on that. I'm not saying all. Don't get it twisted. What did I say in the beginning? If it don't apply, let it fly. But you have these women that will co-sign that. Oh, because they own baby daddies are not involved in their lives. But this motherfucker, because he, he, he needs, you know, some free pussy or whatever. And you will let him do whatever. So you'll co-sign for that. And then you want to play mom because, oh, well, a real mother. I know you lying. I, I, Dad, I'll never forget. She was like, yeah, because, you know, Didi, I'm like, Didi was like, no, hold on. Stop. I got a mama. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. She was like, yeah, you know, because I took my kids' places. So did I, ma. This is not a competition. I, I, my kids still go places. Oh, oh. It's, it's not. So your daughter brought a car. Okay, that's beautiful. Congrats. That's, that's cool. I'm not here to check your pockets. But that, that makes her better? Oh, because you, he, he gave you some kind words of wisdom? But at one time, did you ever say, well, damn, you know, that's your daughter. You should go and check on her. No. I told that to the girl, Lynn. She was like, yeah, you know, because he was a father to my kids. I wasn't really worrying about his kid. I said, you do know his kid is my kid. Oh, for real? Ma, you knew that. But we are co-signed to that. It's a sickness. It is a sickness. And we need to start changing. We need to start changing. And the first one we need to change is ourselves. And then let's start working on helping those that are, that invite. Don't just go and bogart someone's life. If they're not ready, I don't give a fuck what you do. They're not going to be ready. But when they do ask for help, let's stand there. But if you see it, report it instead of recording it. Yeah, record it for for you know, police protection, you know, because police uh, beat us up as well. But make sure you, you, you're you there to help, not to get likes. And as always, we do something for the conjure. It is time that we start protecting, watching over, healing. I want to say get y'all a broom. Straw broom. Sweep your house. Sweep it from the back to the front. Sweep it on out. Don't sweep it over the door because you don't want your business out in the street. And pick it up. And take that broom and turn it upside down and hit that floor three times with the handle. 
and put it behind the door. Because that means we're sweeping out all the negativity that's in our home. And then I want you to get a pot and put some Penny Royale and ball it. So this way you can remove all the negative spirits up out of there. Don't argue with me and tell me, well, this is what, listen, this, this older than me and you, mama. And then you get your outside broom, start sweeping your step down. It's my mom and them used to do this. I watched them do it every time. Once a month. They get that early morning piss and piss in the bucket. And they put they, they cleaning supplies in there. In some warm water. Soap. Green liquid, what we use. And a little bit of bleach or a little bit of ammonia. Well, the piss was ammonia anyway. So we used the bleach. And we prayed. Psalm 64 over it or Psalms 23. And we poured that bucket in front of them steps. And we took that straw broom that stay outside. Don't come in the house. And we sweep those steps down. And we sweep it on out in the street. Because it wasn't ours. And then we get something fresh. Or centella when we in the summer. Or the winter we get something fresh. Something, something smelling pretty. And we sprinkle it on them steps. And let that sun bake it during the day. We do it for when the, when the dew is up. And we get our day started. Because now we done protected on the outside as well as the end. We got to start protecting our home, babies. We got to protect our children. We got to protect our loved ones and our communities. We are here. We got to protect the village. As always, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure, and thank you for sitting there and pick up your stuff. And I hope that I change the narrative for a few. But I love you, and I know that y'all love me, and y'all share, send a letter or whatever. I love you.